The Tower, Episode 31, Titans TV Show Season 2, Episode 3. Hey everyone, this is your host, Peter. Titans, Season 2, Episode 3, entitled Ghosts, airing last Friday, September 20th. So spitting out of the events of last episode, the older Titans have come to San Francisco and Titans Tower to handle the attacks by Dr. Light. Rose is hanging out of the tower, becoming everyone's friend, or is she? Corey has been stolen away by a member of her race with the news that she needs to return to her home planet to assume her royal station. Jason Todd has returned to being a powder keg of emotion and defiance. Rachel goes all dark raven. Hank and Dawn continue with their is we is or is we ain't Heroes bit, and Deathstroke makes a move against the Titans. That's your quick synopsis for the episode entitled Ghosts. In some ways, I feel like this episode was a step forward. In others, I feel like it's a step back, which is uh, a continuing frustration with this series. It's almost as if... um, I feel like they start each episode from square one and they have an idea and they have a story and they know where they need to get to by the end of the episode. But then what they do is they kind of like maneuver the characters in such a way so that they play out the story that needs to be told. But even if that means ignoring or negating any character growth or a conversation that might have taken place in a previous episode. So it's not that the episodes feel choppy or disjointed. Like, I I sort of felt that way about season one. The story is there, and I I can see what they're doing. It just feels like uh, the character character personalities or where they are in relation to each other – that starts to get a little inconsistent, and that's just frustrating. And I'll give some examples of that as we go on. So, yeah, you know, some interesting moments, some frustrating moments, but I have have to say it does look like the inevitable confrontation with Deathstroke seems to be happening sooner rather than later, which I applaud. Okay, so here are my thoughts for this episode. As I mentioned last podcast, I thought that the cliffhanger to episode two, where they just kind of mentioned Deathstroke and that was supposed to thing supposed to be the thing that got your attention, I thought that fell a little flat. Uh, you know, if you're a fan, yeah, you know who the character is, but is that enough of a cliffhanger? If you're not a fan or if you're not familiar with Deathstroke, would you know, would you care uh, about uh, whether that character is a threat or not? 
So this episode opens with a scene that brings everyone up to speed in a pretty decent way, I thought. We get information that Deathstroke belonged to a group called Hive, which is a nice name drop for uh, Titans fans and from the Titans comics. We learn that uh, from Dick that Deathstroke is old Titans business, and apparently Deathstroke retired after his son Jericho died. So there's another little name drop there. And because this episode is called Ghosts, we get a flashback in Dick's mind of Deathstroke taking aim at someone. And that's all we really get for that. So after last episode's attacks by Dr. Light, the older Titans arrive at Titan's Tower, Donna, Hank, and Dawn. Donna also has a flashback to a birthday party and to what looks like a happier time within the tower where she's hugging it up with Garth, who is Aqualad. You kind of have to slow it down or you'll miss that uh, the character that she's canoodling with is the actor that will play Aqualad. And you can see also that it's a birthday for Garth. There's an octopus on the birthday cake. And in um, Aquaman comics... There is an octopus named Topo. Uh, I think I'm getting that right. Or is that the walrus? No, I think the walrus was in the in the cartoon. No, yeah, I think I'm right. So there's an octopus on the cake. That's why you know it's Garth. It is interesting to see that in this version of the Titans, uh, Donna and Garth, Wonder Girl and Aqualad, are dating, which I don't think that ever happened in the comics, but... That's an interesting little twist. And by the way, that's the last flashback we get in this episode. I was hoping for a little bit more. Uh, you know, with the title called Ghosts, you'd think the you'd think there would be uh, some other things that might have come up. Like maybe between Hawk, Hawk and Dove, we might have seen a flashback with them later in the episode. They do have a scene later, but there there were no flashbacks that I can remember. So, um, uh, that part of it, I thought kind of ended a little too early. So anyway, the older Titans, they talk about Dr. Light wanting revenge for putting him away five years ago. And we, we get probably the strongest scenes out of this episode. And I think maybe it's because I'm a bit biased and I want this series to be about the older characters and I want it to be about their history and I want it to be about that version of the Titans. So this is the stuff I gravitate towards, so I freely admit that. But what I also like about it is it gets them out of the angsty, self-reflective, mea culpa kind of dialogue. And it gets them into team mode. And it gets them into super heroics, you know, which is really what I want out of this series anyway. It it gets them talking about the present and not so much about the past. Because I think this show gets a little too self-reflective for my tastes. Um, so then Dick proceeds to drop a bomb about Rose and her being Deathstroke's daughter, leading to, again, another well-acted scene. The others are understandably pissed that she's there, 
we get some high stakes, we get history, we get characters that are in the moment. Donna is pissed. She uh, reveals that Deathstroke is the whole reason why they closed up Titan's Tower. She said, we limped away. I didn't come here for round two. Hank and Dawn, they're not happy with Dick's choices, which is really interesting from Dawn because she's rarely against Dick. She's usually on his side, so I thought that was nice. Uh, it just was a nice scene, and it, it just felt good to have them talking as characters. And then later on in the, in the episode, Dick and Donna have a, another good scene. And, you know, I continue to like Connor Leslie. I think she's great as Donna Troy. They're putting her up as being pretty clear-cut and blunt when it comes to Dick and his choices. His choices about Rose, his choices about the younger heroes. But I'll take that. I'll take that. Sometimes she can come across a little aggressive, but, I, you know, so can everybody on this show. So Donna has real concerns about the younger heroes, and Dick tells her, I'm training them to be a better version of, of us. Uh, I want them to write their own history. And Donna says, look, you got to tell them what happened, our sins. You have to tell them about the, that so that they don't repeat it. And I have to imagine that whatever broke up the Titans, it's probably everything that happened with Deathstroke four or five years ago. So some interesting things there. Now, earlier in this sequence, Dick shows them a video of Rose being chased by Deathstroke, but I don't remember that from season two. So, uh, I mean, episode two. I'll have to go back and check, but that was a little confusing there. And I'll come back to this whole plot line eventually. Uh, so where was Corey taken la from last episode? We find out that she is... Uh, under guard by a member of the Royal Prote Protection Service, a character named Fide. And he tells her that she's supposed to return home and that um, they have a history. Apparently, they hooked up once. So in some instance, we get to see aliens on Earth and we get a little bit about Tamaranian society and what they think of Earth. We learn that Corey has a sister and her name is Blackfire, which I thought was odd because I don't remember if we've heard the name Starfire yet. I can't remember from season one. So it's weird that we've heard Blackfire first and not her real name, which in the comics is Commander. So we have Coriander, her sister Commander, and her brother Ryander. So I don't know if we'll see him. But anyway, um, eventually... Corey traps Fide on her spaceship so that she can head back to the Titans. The little subplot with, with these two characters, it's not a real deep dive into Corey and, and her role here on Earth, but I'll take it because at least it's something. We're getting something with her character, even if that plot line doesn't play out for another episode or, or more. Uh, we also get another smaller scene in this episode, the revelation that Dr. Light and Deathstroke are working together, and this is where we get Slade Wilson's plans for what he wants to do to the Titans, and these are kind of important. He tells Dr. Light, we put them in crisis, see how they operate, who commands, who follows, we call the herd, isolate the weak. So I'll come back to that. Uh, in a little bit as well. 
Last episode, we got a, a small taste that Rachel maybe isn't all fine and dandy after her encounter with Trigon. We get another training session with the three youngins. Raven goes all dark and soul selfie. And of course, later when Dick wants to know what's up and what happened, nobody says anything. Gar doesn't tell him, oh, Rachel kind of had a moment where she went all demonic. You know, and that just frustrates me because hiding things from people, I feel, is like the only method superhero TV show writers uh, know how to use when they want to create drama. Ooh, secrets. They do it on the flash all the time, and it's so annoying. You just wish these characters would talk to each other. So that's a, that's frustrating. That was a frustrating moment. Um, Rachel thinks something is happening to her, that she might be becoming something else. So she calls Corey, and that's why Corey is coming back to the team, as I said earlier. Now, in Titan's comic book history, Raven did have some kind of slow change with her personality and her visual look. So after the initial encounter with Trigon at the start of New Teen Titans Volume 1, there were, were several years that went by that Perez, George Perez and Marv Wolfman worked on this thing where they just slowly were changing her. And at the start of Volume 2, the Baxter run, we got a second Trigon story, and this is where Raven went full demonic mode. She was all red-skinned, and she had four eyes. Um, I have to assume that's probably what they're doing here, although they already used some story bits from that Baxter story arc. So um, I assume it'll probably change. So maybe that'll be the cliffhanger for Season 2. It'll be Rachel going, you know, full Dark Raven. So I haven't talked about Rose Wilson yet. This is uh, all stuff that ties into what Deathstroke told Dr. Light, I think. I feel like she's learning. I feel like she's finding out info on the individual Titans members. And I think my theory from last episode of her being a plant, uh, I, think it, I think it stands. I think she is there as a spy. It's everything that Deathstroke said, you know, let's test them, let's, let's create crisis, let's put them in, in a, you know, uh, a mode where they're um, divided. So in this episode, she meets Rachel one-on-one, -on -one, she meets Jason one-on-one, -on -one. Uh, she's just finding out stuff, right? She talks to Rachel about their dads, uh, so there they have a connection she rags on Jason a little bit, which, you know, amps up all of his angst. And then she spars with Dick Grayson later. And clearly it feels like she's testing him. And she even says that her special skill is breaking things. And then she says she hopes that she didn't break things around here. She can sense all the drama. Yeah, so can I. But um, I think that's it. I think that's pretty much her role. She is going to be Tara. Uh, you know, she's going to take Tara's ro role from the Judas contract and make it her own. That's what I think, anyway. Another little inconsistency here, when we first see her in this episode, she's looking at her eye, and it's all kind of bloody and gross, but I'm fairly certain last episode, Gar or Jason discovered that she had healing powers 
because they said that her eye had healed. So that's a little bit of an inconsistency there. All right, so let's get back to the older Titans as they go after Dr. Light. They weren't in costume, which I was disappointed with. You know, I was like, oh, come on. I want to see Wonder Girl in her costume. That's not a flashback. Um, they just about get Dr. Light, but then he disappears. And Hank was hurt during the fight because he's a punk. Um, and he chews Dick out. He chews him out for not putting Light down when there was a chance. But when you watch the sequence, I don't know if it really plays out the way the writers intended. We see Donna drop a motorcycle on Dr. Light, and it looks like he's down for the count. But then this bus rolls up with a bunch of passengers. Dick turns to the bus to see what it is. And when he turns back, Dr. Light has uh, some kind of power that I guess he can vanish into a light source or whatever, and then he's gone. So Hank is saying Dick should have taken him out in those few seconds, but it wasn't like that moment was some kind of decision-making moment. It really was just this bus kind of happened, so everybody turns to see what it is as a way to kind of see the potential uh, danger, right? And then Dr. Light just disappears. There never was a moment, I didn't. I thought, of Dick hesitating or kind of going in his mind, hmm, what should I do? So I think it was poorly written or maybe just poorly directed in that moment. And everything that Hank blew up about, hmm, I didn't feel. And then all of this leads to the biggest step back of the episode, I feel. We get a confrontation between Dick and Jason Because all episode, Jason just wants to do something. He feels left out. He's not there for when the older Titans talk. He can't go after Dr. Light when they go after him. Uh, And he takes it out on Dick. He takes it out on Dick after this moment between Dick and Hank. Of course, Dick takes Jason out in one move, skillfully. Jason tries to throw a punch. Dick, Dick just takes him out. And I feel like this confrontation, while I totally understand where Jason is coming from, we did have a scene last episode where Dick asked Jason for help and said, look, the younger characters look up to you. I need your help with them. So that had like a momentary effect on Jason last episode where you could kind of go, oh, you know, maybe that that kind of puffs him up a little bit. So sure, maybe because of what Dick said, Jason wants to be in the running in this episode. But I feel like it could have played out a little differently. I wish he wouldn't have gone back to being his kind of rebellious, jerky self. Like, maybe he could have been in that position to say, look, you want me to be in second in command, so let me be that. But he never went there. It went right to the attitude. And I feel like that's a missed opportunity in the writing to develop on what came before. Um, There also was a scene during the sparring where Raven goes all dark, right? Uh, She lashes out at Jason, and Jason in turn kind of really freaks out on her, almost bullying her, saying that she should go to a priest and she's a freak. Um, I don't know. I just thought it was a... I mean, sure, it shows... The weakness in his character, uh, which is purposely done that way, but I think it's also the failure of the writing to go about it in a different way. I don't know. 
it just what bothers me is that I feel like all the choices that these characters make, they always go down the destructive path because that's the tone of the series, right? It's meant to be mopey and reactionary and angsty, and it can never be sort of positive and uh, healthy. I think that's the word I want to use. And I feel like that's what they did with Jason in this episode. So that leads him to going after Dr. Light on his own. Um, the final scene is Jason fighting Dr. Light. And it it's not a bad scene. Jason even uses some of Dick's training to get the better of Dr. Light. But of course, he goes all Jason Todd on him and, and doesn't know when to quit. So in comes Deathstroke, and we have to assume that Jason is the first to fall to Deathstroke's plans, uh, as we talked about in that earlier scene. So uh, two other things I didn't like in this episode. We did get a, a Hank and Dawn scene in the tower where once again Hank is trying to say, oh, you know, when we were here, we had good things. Even though in a previous scene, they always talk, uh, Hank was like, look, we're only here for this Dr. Light mission, and that's it. Um, so this episode, Hank is the one that is talking about going back into, into the mask. But last episode, he chewed Dawn out for being back in the mask. And now it's like the reverse. She's saying, no, you know, you can't do that because you're an addict. And I don't get it. They just flip-flop that. Every, I'm tired of the Hank and Dawn, you know, uh, pitying pity party where they where they don't know what to do like come on let's let's figure it out because it just flip-flops every episode and and that's just not good i also really don't like beast boy's personality i think he's a little too serious this season because it starts to make all of their personalities start to feel the same when they all are that same uh note you know it's either Jason and Hank on one side or Donna and Gar and Dick on the other. And they just, all the personalities just start to mesh. And uh, I, I wish he was a little bit sillier uh, like he was in, in season one. So, you know, give him a little flavor of the Doom Patrol, which I haven't watched yet, but he grew up with the Doom Patrol. How about giving him a little bit of that flavor because that's what he's used to. I mean, he's used to a world of superheroes. He's a superhero fan. So, I don't know. He just feels too, too, um, settled. So, hopefully they fix that. All right, that's really it. That's really it for this episode. Uh, next episode is entitled Aqualad. So, I guess we're going to see Aqualad and see Garth. And we'll see how he fits into all of this and what his relationship is with uh, Donna at this point. So that should be interesting. All right, what did you think of this episode? Send me an email, peter at thedailyrios.com, or leave a message on the website, thedailyrios.com. If you post a message on the website, just know that sometimes I have to go in and, and approve it. So, uh, you know, don't don't freak out that it disappeared. Go and follow my Instagram, the Daily Rios, for all kinds of comic book and podcasting content. This has been the Tower Episode 31. Talk to you next week.